Mums with Hustle podcast episode 349. Welcome to the Mums with Hustle podcast where you'll discover everyday mum entrepreneurs killing it in their industry. Learn the secrets you can replicate to create your own success with your host, Tracy Harris. In this episode, I wanted to have a little heart to heart, but also give you a bit of a reality check. You might want to call this like, you know, the Tracy Smackdown (laughs) or a bit of truth telling, but it comes from a place of love and a place of deep concern for those of you that are in the stage of growing a course and or membership or coaching business online. Now, as a seven-figure digital entrepreneur, as someone who never could have imagined ever being a seven-figure digital entrepreneur, as someone who has done so many experiments, who understands what it's like in those early stages and in that messy middle, I really want to set the record straight on how to recover from a failed launch. So for about the past, well, I've been a digital entrepreneur for seven years, but about four years ago, I started coaching and mentoring early stage course and membership owners. And in more recent years, I've been coaching women that are, you know, beyond being beginner level and they are in that season of naturally growing a digital business. And some of them are at an advanced level. They are up to scaling those digital businesses. And one thing that people talk about or people fear or the dreaded thing, the dreaded event is, OMG, what if my launch tanks? Or that feeling of launching something and, yeah, not achieving the success or the results that you're wanting. And then how do you bounce back from that? That's what I want to talk about with you in this episode because the reality is that entrepreneurship is not smooth sailing. Nine out of 10 times, you're going to create things, whether they're paid offers or freebies or content on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, you're going to, nine times out of 10, you're going to fail or you're going to miss the mark. But what I want to do is really help more people from this community really reshape or reframe the way that they are actually looking at failure in their digital business. I know it sounds corny. I know it sounds cliche, but there really is no such thing as failure. Truly. Just the other day, I was inside one of the course communities that I'm a part of. I've been a member of this community, oh my gosh, for like five years, (laughs) well before my business was achieving anything like it is now. But I've chosen to stay in that community and I I still go in there. I, I share my progress. I share my wins. I teach back. I add value. And from time to time, when I see people asking questions that are, you know, in the earlier stages, I do like to stop and I do like to offer some advice or a bit of coaching in the comments and support them. 
And the other day I went into this community and I saw someone was absolutely mortified that she had six people sign up to her webinar launch and she was fearing that maybe only one person would show up to the webinar and that the launch overall would be a fail. And so I just reminded her, I was like, hang on a second, you're already winning. It is so important that as digital entrepreneurs, we understand that everything we're doing really is just a jumbo experiment. And so when we bring feelings of desperation for an outcome, or when we bring a fear of failure and whatever meaning we're going to attach to failure, like that makes the launch feel harder, heavier, so induced with anxiety and stress. And we fail to even find the data in the launch that is necessary for us to be able to optimize and then grow with each launch. And that, my friends, is really the secret behind growing a successful course or membership business. It is literally a cycle of experiment. So do the launch, put the thing out there. Okay, now let's analyze and let's scoop up the data. Let's gather the feedback from how that entire launch went and then let's optimize. So let's experiment, let's analyze, and then let's optimize. When you take a failed launch personally, and I get it, I get that you've spent so much time, so much effort, so much energy, likely a lot of money also on the launch or on the offer itself. And it's probably consumed a lot of your energy and your headspace and time in your calendar for weeks or months on end, only to get a result that was not what you were wanting. So then you've made that mean, oh, this is a failed launch. But when you operate from that space, you lose sight of being able to analyze. You actually lose that ability of being able to analyze and then you lose the ability to optimize. Now, over the past several years of having coached literally hundreds of membership owners and course creators and online coaches with coaching programs and masterminds themselves, I have seen people simply not know how to analyze their launch and therefore not know how to bring that strategy themselves in terms of how do I optimize so that in the next launch, I'm getting just a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better because that truly is how it happens. There is no secret formula. There is no anything, no silver bullet. There's no secret. It really is a matter of understanding that digital entrepreneurship or entrepreneurship in general, in any form, is just experimenting, having the courage to experiment having the smarts and the discipline to analyze. And then again, the follow through and and the know-how when it comes to optimizing. Optimizing just means making little adjustments and getting better. That's all. So for the lady inside of that program who was already feeling like her launch sucked, 
before it was even over, I said to her, I was like, look, you're already richer in experience because you haven't done a webinar before. Now you've done one. She was actually launching a brand new offer. So this was a a beta style offer, meaning she had never previously sold it or had any customers. So the second win was, okay, you've created a new offer and now you're trying to sell your new offer. No, what I don't see enough mentors or gurus in the space, uh, coaches talking about is that it takes time to master offer creation and it takes time to master your messaging for your offer. So even just those two things, like she's created a brand new offer, there may be highly likely ways that she can enhance her offer or enhance the value or perceived value of the offer so that it's easier to sell and has it positions it as a no-brainer to her ideal client. But you don't know until you put it out there. So you have to be brave to put it out there. So she's richer in experience in terms of launches because now she's done her webinar launch. She's richer in experience of crafting offers and selling her offers. Not only that, she's richer in launch assets because she's created the webinar. She's created her her email sequences to follow that for her open cart period. She's got a sales page. She's got all of these sales and marketing assets, which she never had before, which instantly puts her ahead in her next launch. She may never have to recreate all of those assets from scratch, but she'll more than likely have to optimize them for their performance. And that, again, is part of the entrepreneurial process. Knowing that only six people had registered for her webinar means that if, if she was to get an average, even an above average show up rate for her webinar would mean that one person would actually attend live. And so going into the launch, feeling like she's already failed, if she doesn't get all six people to attend or even three of them to attend, like that is already putting her in that launch stress mode or that desperation mode. And when you operate from that place, it's not going to go well. So knowing your industry averages or conversion rates, just as a bit of a benchmark, can also help you give yourself a bit more grace in your launch. If you've only got six people coming up, well, yeah, statistically, you would actually be pretty lucky or above average to get one of those people turning up to the webinar live. But that's okay. It was her first launch. It was her first time crafting even the webinar offer itself. As someone with, I mean, I've done Gallup Strength Finders and one of my highest strengths is strategy. So Looking at her launch from a bird's eye view without even knowing too much about her business, I can literally see what the different elements or different components of her launch, of her offer, and where she needs to begin optimizing to see a better result next time. And that's what I want to share with all of you. Instead of viewing our launches as like one thing, start viewing your launches as many parts. So instead of saying, oh, my entire launch flopped, it's like, no, hang on a second. Let's say another client of mine uh, recently hosted an online workshop as part of her launch and she had 80 people register for the workshop. 
Now, that was really good given the amount of people that she gave the invitation to, to attend the workshop. So she had no issues converting people to register for that workshop, which is absolutely brilliant. Like to say that the entire launch didn't perform is doing a great disservice to your entrepreneurial spirit, but also it's not great in analyzing, it's not great in optimizing. The whole launch didn't suck. You didn't suck. So first of, first of all, let's not take it personally. And then second of all, let's look at what elements of the launch performed well so we can do more of that next time. Like she won't have to go and recreate that front end messaging for the workshop. The opt-in page for her workshop obviously works. The messaging for the workshop obviously works. So the strategist in me would say, let's not tinker with that part yet. That's not necessarily your next best step. You have people signing up. You just didn't get as many people buying as you wanted. And so we need to look at the other components of the launch and think about why that is. So we got the audience, we got the 80 people to the workshop. Were those people the right match for your, for the offer? Or did you, maybe they were, did you position the offer in terms of your messaging and how you spoke about it so that it matched the audience's needs and pain points for why they came into the workshop to begin with. Now, this is a huge one. This is a massive one. If you are having a live launch event, say a webinar or a challenge or a workshop or a coaching week or whatever it might be, and the problem that you're solving in that workshop, webinar, challenge, coaching week does not match the offer which is them stepping into the paid container with you, if those two things don't have a logical progression or they don't make sense together, then they're, they're going to not quite understand why they need your offer. Like It's like they came in to the launch for one thing, looking to have one problem solved, but now you're trying to sell them something that solves a different problem. Our audiences don't know about our offers and what's inside of them and how they can help them. So we need to make sure that our offers are crafted in a way that speaks to our ideal customer and their problems and how we're going to help them either achieve that thing faster or experience more, like more, make more money or whatever is the thing that they're struggling with, whatever is the opposite of their problem. That's how you position your offer. So I would say with a very educated guess that the part of the launch that fell down was likely the messaging of the offer and potentially also her ability to sell with conviction and confidence and understand things such as her audience's objections and how to combat those in a nice way, like not in an icky selling, putting on pressure type of way. So I just ask you, if you are someone that is fearing launching because you, you're you fearing that it's already going to fail, you know, like that lady with the six people signed up to her webinar, or maybe you're someone who has done a launch recently or in the past and it stung a bit because you've deemed it as a failure or a flop. I encourage you not 
to look at the entire launch as that. View your launch as something that has many parts to it and break each of those parts down when debriefing your launch and consider what worked in that part of the launch and what didn't. And then be patient with yourself. This is the part most people don't talk about, the part of how long it takes to optimize each part of a launch. I know as so many of you hold yourselves to an incredibly high standard because maybe you've done the courses, maybe you've reverse engineered people's launches. Maybe you've come along to my launches or other people's launches and you kind of watch and you're like, oh gosh, it's got so many moving parts. I I need that opt-in page. Okay, cool. Then they've got like this thank you page. Oh, but hang on. They've got this bump offer. Oh, okay. What's that? Oh, I need to include that. Oh, now they're giving this free workbook. Oh, okay, cool. Then people are going into this email sequence and blah, blah, blah. And it can seem so complicated because it is. They're at a level where they've already optimized and gotten the simple stuff working. So now they are adding in other layers. Let's think about our launches for our offers like a cake. In the beginning, it's okay to not start out with the fancy layer cake. It's okay to start out with a very simple cake, a simple webinar, no upsells to anything. Just keep it nice and simple, keep it nice and basic. That leads to the offer, a post-sales sequence of emails, some social media posts, and that's it. You can start simple and get fancy later. People get overwhelmed in their launches when they try to bite off more than they can chew. They try to run before they can walk. So my hope for everyone in this community is that you fall in love with the process of building your digital business. Fall in love with the process because that's what it is. Release the attachment to the outcome. Let's not take outcomes or results personally. Absolutely celebrate the wins when they happen and they will happen if you understand that it is, okay, I'm going to launch. I'm going to get, regardless of how it goes, I'm going to get back data and feedback. Then I'm going to analyze that then I'm going to optimize that. And then I'm going to launch again. And it truly is that cycle. The worst thing is when you think that you should be doing all of that on your own. That's when it becomes really hard. It becomes really isolating. Maybe you avoid launching. Maybe you don't know how to analyze and optimize. Maybe it just feels lonely. So it's at that point where you're like, okay, I don't really know how to get beyond this. Maybe your launches are doing really well. It's so fantastic. But maybe you keep experiencing the same, the same, the same, and you want to break beyond a plateau. But how do you do that? It is so important that you understand that you're not supposed to do that on your own, that you can go and get help (laughs) to do that. So finding yourself that mentor, finding yourself that space where you can have those higher level conversations with people that are building a similar style of business is so important because it normalizes that whole process and all that clunkiness and messiness of the launch and the feedback and the analysis and, okay, now I'm going to optimize. And being around other people that are doing that is so important for your entrepreneurial resiliency and to make sure that you keep moving forward. And that is the true essence of what a mastermind, a true high-level 
curated mastermind experience should be providing. So for those of you that are new to this episode, hello, or not just to the episode, but to my podcast, hello. I'm so glad you're here. I am about to open applications to my fourth year of running a high-level intimate, so it's a close-knit group experience in terms of working closely with me. The numbers are capped so that I actually know each individual woman in the program. I know uh, her business deeply. I can provide personalized feedback on launches, on opt-in pages, on, you know, what it is that you need to optimize. That's really important. And that's why it's a closed group. So if that's you, if you're building that style of business, course, membership, coaching business, wanting to go from one-to-one to one-to-many, then we should be having a little chat. I encourage you to send me a direct message on Instagram and I'd love for you to just tell me what you're experiencing in your course or membership business at the moment and what you'd like to be experiencing in your course or membership business. Send me a DM and let's start having that conversation. Also, you can head to innercirclemastermind.co to learn more about my Inner Circle Mastermind. I want you to know what it is, how it can support you, because so many of you are ready to take that next step. You just may not know that you're ready to take that next step. Or you may know and you may be resisting it, which is often the case because it feels big and it feels stretchy and uncomfy, but that is how growth feels. It's a good thing. I just want to see everyone in this community doing well. And you know in your heart of hearts, if you're serious about growing this style of business and a freedom-filled life, or if you are happy with it just being a thing on the side, and that's okay too, but you need to feel good about that choice and you need to understand that is a choice. So if that's not you, if you're wanting to make your course or membership business be your main thing, then I want you to go to innercirclemastermind.co because it's time to take that next step. So go ahead, check it out. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope that everything I shared in relation to, you know, launches, how to bounce back from a failed launch, that important process of launching, analyzing, optimizing. Yes, it's so freaking exciting to have a digital business. It really is. But I think we need to have more honest, transparent conversation about that process and what that's like and normalize that because then I feel like we will have more women persisting and staying in business and doing the work and getting to the next level, having more, you know, multiple six-figure and seven-figure, multiple seven-figure women come out of this community if we have more of those sorts of conversations. So thank you so much for joining me on this one. If you found it helpful, please share it uh, with a friend or in some communities that maybe you're a part of so that other women can hear this information and keep moving forward in growing their businesses online too. Take care, everyone, and I'll catch you next week on the Mums with Hustle podcast. <laughs>